Hi, welcome to the Light Plus A podcast with your host, Kevin Yang. For all the listeners, Light Plus Up is a podcast that focuses on making your life better through focusing on the three core components of life, personal, financial, and career. In every episode, we'll be bringing some positive, inspiring news, programs to improve personal finance, professional skills to advance your career, and your resources for better lifestyle and health. You can find the newest episode every Wednesday on your favorite podcast platform, such as Spotify, Anchor, Google, iTunes, and much more. To receive the newest episode, please follow and subscribe through your platform. At the end of every episode, I will answer some of the mailbag questions from our listeners. To submit your question, please email podcastlifeplusup at gmail.com or through the voice link in our show note. Now, let's have a great show. Hi, welcome to Life Plus Up podcast with your host, Kevin Yang. A giant thanks to all the listeners as we have a lot of positive feedbacks from our previous episode with our guest, Michael Spakoski, the premier mortgage consultant of HSBC. With this rate, we might have to bring him back soon. Normally, I would like to take the time to answer the mailbag question at the end of the segment, but with the overwhelming questions in regards to mortgage and first-time home buying process, I decided to use this episode to answer all the questions at once. So welcome to episode 4, Getting on the Home Ownership Train. Now, like usual, before we start our main segments, I would like to go ahead and kick off with some positive news. Today, the positive news are being brought by the CNN. More than 100 people show up to celebrate this crossing God's birthday by Meadow Capron and Christina Zendowick of CNN News. When a crossing guard arrived at his corner last Thursday, some sort of commotion was happening. At first, he thought it was an event put up by the school, but quickly realized it was actually for him. More than 100 people show up to celebrate Alec Childress' 80th birthday to thank him for being a positive person in their lives. Kids and parents from Wellmith, Illinois, threw a surprise party just to thank him for his kindness and his work. Children who had moved on to middle school and high school came back to tell him happy birthday. One girl even came by on her way to London for college because she wanted to give Childress a hug before she leave. It's not like I'm a professor or teacher or something, Childress told CNN on Monday. I'm just a crossing guard. For them to go out like that, put up a huge party for me, it was mind-blowing. It was something that was hard to explain. Every morning and afternoon, Childress greets children and parents with positivity. He always said, peace, I gotcha, to everyone who walks by. On Thursday, more than 100 signs read, peace, we gotcha. Many kids shouted, surprise. There were cookies and gifts prepared for him as well, too. Kate McBrady, one of the party organizers, said, Childress has been a remarkable person in the life of many people, and he is always willing to share his experiences with others. Childress grew up on Mississippi Cotton Farm. When he was 14, his father left the farm to find work up north, leaving Childress to take care of the farm, the animals, and the entire family. As the great-grandson of a slave, he said his life taught him about responsibility and having a good attitude early on. When his family moved on north, they didn't have enough money to send Childress to school. 
He started washing dishes early in the morning and found a way to pay for his schooling. In 1969, he got a job working in construction. When he retired in 2005, he only stayed retired for only 28 days before becoming a crossing guard. I received something on that corner that you can't buy, he said. The love that I received on that corner, you just can't buy it. Through Charles' life, he had never experienced this kind of love as he did on his milestone birthday. He said the neighbors had nothing to gain from throwing him the party, but they showed him that love anyway. He said, "For me to be able to experience this kind of love tells me we have more good in the world than bad." He said, "We affirm my knowledge and belief in people." So, a giant happy birthday here from Life Plus of to you, Alec. And thank you for bringing the positivity to our world, and let the parents and children know that they are in good hands at that corner. Now, before we jump into our main segments, let's take a short break and hear what our sponsors have to say. Hi, welcome back to our main segments of getting on a home ownership train. For the longest time, being able to purchase your own roof. Over your head has been the main components of American dream. In many cultures, home ownership is equal to the first step of success in life. From the overwhelming questions in regards to the first-time homebuyer, I want to dedicate this episode to assist all the listeners in setting themselves up in the right path for home ownership. Since the very beginning of my career, it has always been my passion to assist others in achieving the most common personal goal of putting their own roof. Over their own heads. After many years of helping, I have created a simple nine-step systems to put anyone one step closer to their goals. The nine-step system of getting on the home ownership trains are: one, know your credit; two, know your budget; three, know where you want to buy; four, know what you want in the home; five, know your lender; six, know your team; seven. Know about what you are getting yourself into. Eight. Know what types of mortgage is best for you. And number nine. Know what your plans are for the home after you purchase. So it wasn't so intimidating, right? Just a nine-step program. So let's get started. First step of the nine-step program: know your credit. As you can recall from our previous episode with our mortgage expert, Michael Spakowski. Your mortgage rating is really depends on your credit. Knowing your credit is the first step of this long journey of achieving home ownership. Your credit ratings are being provided by three credit bureaus: Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. Remember, it is your right to obtain a free credit report from the three credit bureaus without your FICO score annually from www. AnnualCreditReport.com, which I will include the links in our show note. Check your report and see if there's anything that aren't accurate, as it happens way more often than you think. Remember, when you visit the credit bureau sites, you'll be prompted to purchase a report with a score, which I recommend to stay away from. Most banks that you bank with will provide you an assumed credit score based on the soft inquiry they pull on a regular basis. These scores are not the real FICO score. They do provide you an insight prior to meeting with the lender for a hard inquiry. If you found your report containing errors, make fixing them a priority before proceeding to the next steps, as these errors can greatly affect your interest rates. 
Alas, no matter what, try to avoid getting a new credit during the process. Now, step two, know your budget. Like going to shopping without knowing how much money you have in your wallet, it's kind of hard to get into the cashier line for the full cart of clothes and hope for the best, right? Know your budget is the key of successful home purchasing experience. How much can you afford on a monthly basis along with other obligations? How much do you pay for your periodic costs that are associated with the property? How much money did you save for down payment? Being able to create a budget plan is crucial for home purchasing. Per our previous episodes, along with credit, debt-to-income ratio and down payments also play a big part for a lender to consider your application. A general rule of thumb, a lender will prefer your debt-to-income ratio to be under 40%, which means all your monthly fixed expenses plus your new monthly mortgage payment has to be less than 40% of your income. So let's put it into calculation. For example, if you bring home $5,000 a month, then your monthly outcome, which include your new mortgage payments, cannot exceed $2,000. For some borrower who makes a significant amount, some lenders will consider an exception on debt-to-income ratio, but for most, they will not. And some even have a more stricter rules, like 35% or under. Another big part of knowing your budget is knowing how much down payment can you afford. As you heard from the previous episode, a down payment less than 20% of the property value may cause the lender to add a private mortgage insurance on top of your loan, which can be very costly and drastically increase your monthly payment. A common mistake from the first-time home buyer is the overestimate of down payments. Buying a property has some considerable closing costs. If you don't budget correctly, you may find yourself dipping into that down payment savings and got stuck with an FHA option or a higher rate. So once you have all your budget plans set straight, take all your supporting documents to your lender or mortgage specialist like Michael from our previous episode for a quick review and obtain a pre-approval letter to start off this home search process officially. Now step three, know where you want to buy. Location, location, location. That's the oldest saying in the real estate investment, and it's still hold truth till now. Deciding where you want to buy is an important part of the process. Like Michael mentioned in the previous episode, real estate purchasing is a long-term game. You don't want to jump on the property without doing a little homework. Is the location convenient to your job? Is the neighborhood safe? Do the kids have to change the school district? Is the neighborhood worn down or is it up and coming? These are important questions that you should think about prior to purchasing or deciding at least making an effort. Unlike buying at Target, you can return home within 30 days back to the seller, right? Make a list and do a little homework through various home listing sites and article can go a very long way. It is also important to make sure that the location you are buying fit your mid-term and long-term goal. Remember, a studio condo in the heart of Bushwick may be good right now when you're single, but it can definitely be a little challenging if you have two babies on board, right? And next step, know what you want in the home. Knowing what you want in the home sounds like a no-brainer, but in fact, it's easier to say than done. It's always recommended to compose a list of what you want in the home, how many bathrooms are enough, which direction should the house be facing? 
Some items on your list can be easily fixed, but some may not be. It can be much more complicated or impossible when you actually try to go ahead and address it down the line. So talk with your friends and families for advices to avoid additional spending for renovation. Review your list constantly and be ready to compromise and adjust as life happens. You might not have a kid now, but you might have in the future, right? The next step, number five, know your lender. Picking the right lender is very important. Explore different options and understand the benefit between different banks before commit with a credit run. Many banks lay out their mortgage programs and specials on their website. A little homework goes a very long way. An important tip for me, always consult with your primary bank. You'll be surprised that your current relationship may give you an unexpected perks. For example, if you bank at HSBC, you should expect a discount on total closing costs. And in addition, that HSBC will offer a grant for first-time homebuyer if you qualify. And if you actually do use HSBC, they also offer HomeStory, a particular site for you to search for homes. By utilizing that site, you might even get cash compensations. So check out with your own bank and see what kind of perks that you have with your current checking and savings account relationship. Remember, choosing the lender that is right for you often eliminate a lot of unnecessary stress during the whole process. Now, the next step is very important. Step number six. Know your team. Picking your own team for a real estate purchase is like picking the right teammates in your local basketball pickup games. If you pick carelessly, you will end up losing, and that's just the best part. When I refer to your team, you should always consist of a very experienced realtor that you can trust, a dependable lawyer to protect your rights, a knowledgeable title officer to make sure you have a clean title of the property. A very skilled home inspector to sh- make sure that you are not getting into a disaster zone, and an escrow officer that will help you to mediate the entire way. Each of your team plays a crucial part of your transaction. A little misstep in choosing, you may end up on the opposite side of a happy ending. Right now, a good realtor can find the right location that you might be looking for, a house that fits most, if not all, of your list. Keep the search within a realistic budget, and most important part is providing information about the neighborhood through personal connections. One of my suggestions is avoiding using seller's realtor, as you may not know which side he is on. A dependable lawyer can protect your rights and take care of your legal matters when you come down to thousand and thousand pages of paperwork. When you come down to trustworthy of a lawyer, ask for referrals from your professional connections. Or utilizing the review sites just to make sure that you have the right team on your corner. Now the next is a very skilled home inspector can save you tons of money and maybe your life. Ask your friends and family for good recommendations. Your realtor and professional networks also a great source of finding a very good home inspectors. You might be able to even find your very own Drew and Scott from HGTV. Recently, many buyers turn to their HomeAdvisor.com or Engie's List for contractors because they have been reviewed by others. Remember, you are paying for the home inspection, so anything you find is not just money saving; it can also be life saving. As for the title and escrow officer, 
Your lawyer and realtor usually have great candidates in mind that they have worked well in the past. Team chemistry play a very big part and significantly shorten your time frame during the first time home buying process. So take charge, ask around, and interview as many people as you feel comfortable until you are certain that your team is going to help you through one of the biggest investments of your life. Now, the next step is know what you are getting yourself into. Before deciding on what type of property you are going to purchase, know who will be on the title of the property and the relationship is equally important. If you are single right now and planning to purchase your property, that is straightforward and easy. However, many buyers come in pairs, right? Husband and wife, partners, business partners, or even family members. Being able to pre-plan the title and responsibility of obligations is very important. For example, if you are buying a property with your business partner, what happens if your partner had an accident and now you are forced to be in business with his successor? Is that what you really want? How can you protect yourself? If you're buying a property with your siblings, what happens if they got a job offer overseas and wants to go ahead and sell their part of the home and you love the home a lot? What do you do then? Are you going to go ahead and buy them out or force to sell even though you love the space a lot? I strongly recommend all the listeners to sit down and really understand what you're getting yourself into. From experiences, relationship may be deeply impacted if no prior communication was established. Now, once you decided who will be on the title and fully aware of all the outcome that comes with purchasing the property, it is time to decide on what type of property to buy. There are single family, multifamily, condos, co-ops, short sale, foreclosure, and much more. Knowing the types of property that you are planning to buy will help you in the process. So for example, knowing that condo normally comes with the HOA or condo fees. These fees are significant and as it typically covers landscape, maintenance, security, management, and much more. And these fees normally greatly impact your monthly housing payment and reduce the amount that you could borrow. So really plan if you're thinking about condo as an option you want to go right now. Now for the co-ops, it's a different scenario. You own the property along with other owners of the building. Just to buy or submit your offer, you need to be approved by the board of the co-op. Yes, you will need to submit your application and get interviewed by your future neighbors so they can decide if you are a good fit to their building. Sounds kind of weird, but that's what co-op is. The timeline just to get an interview also to the approval may take months. So be ready if you're in a hurry to buy that co-op might not be the best option for you. Short sale and foreclosures are completely different as you are not dealing with just the seller. You're dealing with the banks and the lenders. As stated in the previous episode, short sale can take months before a bank even decides to reply back to your offer. A foreclosure are typically favoring cash offers and in condition and require a lot of repairs. And a lot of times lenders want to close the transaction fast, which take away your opportunity to really hire a home inspection or appraiser. Because sometimes you are stuck with the scenario of take it or leave it, right? So knowing that as a first-time home buyer, bring a lot of cash or even all cash offer can be kind of intimidating. So I will always say foreclosure might not be the best option for first-time home buyer. 
Now the next step is very important. Know what type of mortgage is best for you. Once you have decided to make an offer on a property, slow down and review all your options to make sure that you are getting the best mortgage for you. You, if you do not plan to stay in the property for more than five years, why do you bother getting a 30-year fix with a higher rate, right? If you do decide to stay in the home for a long time, then you should think about buying down the rates with some money so you can go ahead and save you thousands in the long run. My best advice is to sit down with a mortgage expert like our guest Michael from the previous episode and brainstorm and see what is the best mortgage that is tailored for you and your family. The very last step, know your plan after purchase. Believe it or not, home ownership is a continued work in progress. And it's definitely not a one-time matter. As you just made one of the biggest investments of your life, what are the next steps? Do you have a plan to address all the findings in your home inspections? When do you start decorating the property into your home? Do you have a budget plan built for all the things that you would like to do? If you are new to home ownership, I strongly suggest you to take the time to visit your spending and saving plan. For all the new listeners out there, you can find the Fundamental of Budgeting Workshop, Make Every Penny Counts in Episode 1 and 2. I even attach a financial budgeting worksheet for you to go ahead and plan for unexpected live events and home purchasing. So, this is the 9-step program that will help you to get on the path of home ownership. Let's review one more time. Step 1, know your credit. Step 2, know your budget. Step 3, know where you want to buy. Step 4, know what you want in the home. Step 5, know your lender. Step 6, know your team. Step 7, Know what you are getting yourself into. Step number eight, know what is the best mortgage for you. And number nine, know your plan for the home after the purchase. So this is the easiest nine-step programs that anyone needs for their first-time home buying process to kick off. As usual, I will attach all the contents that we have discussed today in our show note. If you have any questions in regards to what we had discussed earlier, please email podcastlifeplusup at gmail.com or message me on Instagram or by clicking on the voice link listed in the show note. I really hope that this will help all the listeners out there to get one step closer to jump on that homeowner train and get their very own plus up in life. As we are wrapping up on our episode, I would like to take this opportunity to answer some of the mailbag questions that aren't covered in the segments earlier. Our first question comes from a listener who lives in New York. Hey, Kevin, thank you for the podcast. I live in New York City. The houses here are expensive. Do you think it's a good idea just to continue to rent here and get a mortgage to buy a property in another state and use it as an investment property? Oh, that's a very interesting question. Thank you for asking. I will not recommend you to do so. The reason is that if you are getting a mortgage to buy in another state that you are not going to live in, the banks are going to treat it as a non-owner-occupied mortgage, which will be a much higher rate, and they will always demand a much heavier down payment, normally in the range of 30 to 40%. So I will say continue to save money for your own and explore options 
that you might be able to find some property that you can purchase through a first-time home buyer program of your bank or FHA that even a mortgage payment with the PMI, private mortgage insurance, it's equivalent or a lower than your current monthly rent, then you should jump on the opportunity. Now, the second question comes from another listener. Kevin, recently I found few properties around me that is comparable to where I live. However, I don't have the down payments and I'm afraid that if I don't buy now, they will be gone. So for all the listeners out there, fear of missing out sometimes will drive us to do the wrong decisions. Real estate is a long-term game. If you currently don't have the down payment to get the best rates, explore other programs to see if you'll be able to at least benefit from buying that property. If you consider yourself that your rent can be replaced with the mortgage payments, even with the PMI because you don't have enough down payments, then you should always jump on it. However, there are always property out there that you will be able to go ahead and benefit from. So instead of trying to make a hasty decision because you think that the property is not going to be there anymore, try to go ahead and strengthen your purchasing power by having more down payments, a good budget plan, and explore more options relying on a very experienced realtor to find you what you need. All right? So for all the listeners out there, if you have a question to ask, please feel free to email podcastlifeplusup at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram. Or you can simply by clicking on the voice link attached to our show note. If you are interested in the content that we have discussed today, you can read it in my article published on Medium by using the link attached to our show note, which is www.medium.com slash at podcast light plus up. Now, until then, I will see you all next Wednesday. Thank you for tuning to Life Plus Up with your host, Kevin Yang. Remember, success without fun never lasts. And fun without success is not really too much fun. So let's have a fun and successful podcast together. If you have any questions that you would like us to answer in our following episodes, please email podcastlifeplusup at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. If this podcast is informative and helpful, please continue to support by subscribe and share with your friends or click on the support and donation button on your platform. It will really help. We'll see you next time on Life Plus Up by Kevin Yang.